0: Joe, how you doing, man?
1: All right, man. How are you doing?
0: Hey, we good. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll get this thing going. I'll I'll do a little introduction first, and then you can do yours. I am Reggie Blackwell, former K-State player, Bill Snyder's first recruiting class, class of 1989, graduated from Kansas State in 1993 with a degree in public relations and marketing. And uh, was a three-year starter with Bill Snyder. Excited to join my good friend Joe on our new weekly Kansas State Wildcat podcast that we like to call Believe Network is putting this podcast together. And we're going to get us a name for it too, Joe, eventually. But right now it's the the Joe and Reggie weekly podcast. Go ahead, Joe.
1: I'm Joe Matthew. I graduated from K-State in 1996 with a degree in secondary education. I'm not a teacher. I never went into teaching. I ended up in the uh, software industry after college. I've worked for a bunch of different software companies in the Kansas City area over the years, and I'm currently in the food and vending industry. Uh, I have a blog called kstatejoe.com and i also write for heartland college sports on the side
0: hey well joe well we know you're very active on twitter uh we're excited about this upcoming season for the kansas state wildcats <laughs> and um i think the first thing we got to do is definitely start off and say look the way the season ended last year with the bowl victory over LSU. We know that was a kind of maligned LSU team coming into the Texas bowl in Houston, Texas, but it gave me optimism for this upcoming season that the way they did take care of business in Houston and manhandle LSU.
1: Yeah. I mean, you had to be excited watching that game. Um, You know, Colin Klein's first gig as the official offensive coordinator. Uh, the Cats put up 40-something points. Uh, really just hammered LSU. Uh, it was real exciting to see. Uh, great way to go into the offseason. Um, you know, that, uh, that offense is, uh, I think, going to be exciting this year.
0: No, I think it's going to be an exciting thing, and that will lead us into – You know, I think we want to start off, Joe. As we got through these dog days of summer, we got through spring ball. The fan base, everybody—if you watch Twitter and if you just get a sense of the program—everybody is excited about the opportunity that's before us here for Kansas State. I think in the maybe the first time in really a long time, actually that that Klein year when they actually won the Big Twelve. I can't think of this much optimism in the fan base of maybe something special happening for Chris Kleiman uh, and the Kansas State Wildcats.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen this much optimism in quite some time, just like you said. Um, everyone's excited. You know, If you believe the Twitter crowd, everyone thinks uh, you know we're going to be playing in Dallas at the end of the year in the Big 12 championship. Right. I'm a little skeptical of that um
0: <laughs> we'll I'm, a little, what I'm, little, I'm a little skeptical of that uh, one as well
1: yeah but uh i mean if everything goes right it could happen uh, everything has to go their way though um but yeah you're right the you know the optimism of the fans nice to see that um and we'll see what happens um I'm just going to take it game by game.
0: So, Joe, you were saying taking it game by game, and that would definitely lead us into – let's preview the schedule first, and then we'll come back specifically and talk about the upcoming opener against South Dakota. But, Joe, um, as I go through this schedule, and, and we can go through it together and make our predictions, and me and you might have a slightly different opinion, but I think we'll be pretty close. So the South Dakota game, is safe to say uh, between us both, I think the Cats should take care of business against a uh, FCS foe and get things done in the home opener on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, South Dakota's a good team, um, but with what K-State has coming back and Chris Kleiman, uh, you know, getting things rolling now, uh, they should take care of business against South Dakota.
0: And I agree with you 100%. So that gets us to 1-0. I think everybody in America, and even if you're not a K-State fan, should think that we should take care of business there. That would be a shocker. Then it comes to, I think, is going to be one of the most pivotal games for the Wildcats in the season, and it's an early slate game against an SEC opponent. The Missouri Tigers come to Manhattan the second week, a uh, lot of expectations for that team. As me living in St. Louis, I'm very much aware in the background that um, Drink and his bunch at University of Missouri got this game circled as well of of coming in Manhattan. And I think we'll be a slight favorite but beating the Cats. But I think with our experience at running back, with Adrian Martinez having at least one game under his belt, And with what we've got coming back on defense with Felix and our cornerbacks, I think we'll be too much for the Tigers, and we'll get a close victory, but get it done against Missouri. Give me your thoughts on that game again and kind of the optimism that the fan base and a lot of people have, but the realistic threat that what the University of Missouri brings as an SEC foe and a team that's um, looking for their own identity as well.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, our fans seem to be chalking this one up as a victory, and I think that's a mistake. Um, this is going to be a tough game, and I think it'll be a close game. Um, Missouri, like you said, it's, they're in the SEC. They've been recruiting really well. Very well. Uh, they haven't gotten the gotten the victories, necessarily, right. uh, to back that up. Uh, but There's a lot of talents on that team is what I'm getting at. And, you know, you can't overlook them. You can't go into the game thinking, oh, we got this one. We're going to win this one. No, it's not going to work that way. It's going to be a tough opponent and a tough game. And I think you said, you know, you see kind of K-State winning a close game. And I think I agree with you there. I think uh, it'll get close game, but K-State will, you know, get the victory in the end.
0: Yeah, I think – and that'll get us at 2-0. And, oh, and Next week we're going to really dig into this game when we preview it. But, Joe, we yeah. can't lose this game. It'll be hard for me to come back home because uh, I got a lot of bets and a lot of trash talking here in this backyard in St. Louis about this one. So, we got to go to work. I think ta-
1: you do. <laughs>
0: yeah. We got to take care of the Tigers. But I will tell you, the University of Missouri did get a special player out of St. Louis, Luther Burton, uh, number three. Uh, he will be starting as a true freshman for the University of Missouri, and we're going to talk more about him next week. But he is special. He is special for a true freshman. He was a five-star recruit, one of the top five players in the country last year, and Drink was able to pull that off. So that's going to be a player. He can't do it by himself, but he's going to be a player that you're going we're going to want to watch. Right. All right, let's go on to – so that'll put us at 2-0, Joe. Uh, me and you are both on the same page. Then we go – we got Tulane at home to kind of finish our three-game non-conference slate. I don't know much about the green wave. Um, they wasn't that, uh, you know, great last year as far as record is concerned. We shouldn't have trouble. But Tulane usually plays pretty tough. But I think the Wildcats will be coming in high off of victory – against the university of Missouri and they'll take care of the green wave and get us to, um, three and O.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Tulane was two at 10 last year right. and I didn't do a deep dive into that to see exactly what happened. Uh, two years ago, they were in a bowl game. They were. So this is a team that, 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 you know, can make a bowl game and it's been in bowl games. So, um, it's it's hard to tell exactly how good they're going to be this year or how bad they might be, um, but this is a game K State should win. Uh, I mean, it's Tulane, K State's a Big Twelve team. You know, high expectations. They should take care of business here. I would think.
0: No, I think they should get it done, and then they get where we jump right into Big Twelve play, and we don't we don't ease into it. We traveled to the University of Oklahoma, Brent Venables, my old teammate, head coach at the University of Oklahoma. There will be a lot of uh, emotions in that game for Brent with the Wildcats coming in his first Big 12 game down at Norman. I think Kansas State does not fear the University of Oklahoma, but I think it would take a perfect game even with Oklahoma coming with a new staff uh, with a new quarterback, they they roster turned over with a lot of transfers. They lost Kayla Williams. They lost their coach. Um, Venable's went and got Levy, you know, from Ole Miss as a coordinator, and brought in a transfer from UCF. But I still think Oklahoma will be too much for the Cats in a very close game. Though down in Norman, I think Oklahoma will get us in a close one.
1: Well, this is our first disagreement. I mean, I agree with your sentiments, um, but when I did my preseason predictions, I had K State winning this one, and I
0: think. And I'm hoping um, you're right, Joe.
1: With, with the with the you know Venable's and the new coaching staff, and you know they had some uh, internal turmoil recently. They did um, with with the coach, and uh, we we'll get into that you know, in a few weeks here, and I'm sure as we talk about that game. But um, I think that um, the experienced coaching staff of K-State, experienced players coming back now, Oklahoma's talented. There's no doubt about it. And they're picked to probably, you know, make the Big 12 title game. Um, But I think K-State should get this one, and I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, But but I picked K-State to win it.
0: So Joe, you got us 4 and 0 as we enter week as we enter week 5, I got us at 3 and 1. I'm hoping I'm wrong in this prediction. But that leads us up to Texas Tech who's bringing in a new coaching staff. They've got a lot of transition. We come back at home against Texas Tech. I think once again as the Big 12 will be all your a lot of these games would be nick and tuck, but I think the Wildcats, in my opinion, coming off a loss to Oklahoma, you got us still at four and zero. I think we'll take care of business against Texas Tech and get ourselves to four and one.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I'm glad we have this game relatively early in the season because I think um, Joey McGuire is going to get Tech really rolling. It may take a while for them to get rolling, but I think as the year goes on, they're going to get better and better. Um, but I think I think K-State should win this one, especially since it's at home. Um, but, yeah, it, it's interesting, too, that there's a lot of new coaching staffs in the Big 12, right. um, which is an advantage for K-State. Um, Joey McGuire has been recruiting really well.
0: They have uh, some shockingly well. Um,
1: yes. <laughs> uh so I mean they've got some talent on that team. Um and that I mean that one could be uh could go either way, but I think K State should should handle tech there.
0: Yeah, another case so I've got them, I've got got at I agree with yeah, you.
1: I've got 'em at five and 0, So
0: Five and zero, and that's another K State alumni. That's the athletic director at Texas Tech. Oh, Kirby Hocutt. I think he's yes. ready. He's ready to take another leap with Texas Tech football. They've just put in about two hundred plus million dollars, and for some facility upgrades uh, at Texas Tech as well. So that fan base down there is uh, starving for a upper echelon finish of the Big Twelve. I think they're just a year or two away.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. They're really excited, though, about what's happening there. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Now we get to the next one. You got us still undefeated as the month we're getting into October. Now, this is the game, Joe, other than the Missouri game, to where I get really, really nervous. We got to go on the road up to Ames, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State has lost a lot from last year of a team that they – were a little disappointed with the record last year coming in with high expectations, but Kansas State and Iowa State, as you know, are always nip and tuck games other than a year or two ago when we got beat pretty bad in that COVID year against Iowa State. I think this is a game that Kansas State must win. I think they're going to win in a close one for them to have the type of season I'm thinking they're going to have, but this is a game that i wouldn't bet the house on going up against iowa state in ames but i think we'll get it done and that's because i think iowa state has done a good job with the coaching staff and consistent recruiting and they're going to be a team that's going to be very competitive
1: yeah i agree with you um i have k-state winning the game um but it's not going to be easy. <laughs> the reason is they have to replace Brock Purdy, Reese Hall, yep. you know, a couple other players. So um, they're going to still be feeling their way, I think. But like you mentioned, too, uh, Matt Campbell has the recruiting at a level where he can kind of replace guys. I, I just Their question to me is at the quarterback position. Uh, so since I don't know <laughs> what their quarterback's going to look like, um, as of right now, I, I think I think Case State go in there and get the victory, but it's not going to be easy. Not going to be an easy game, but yeah, I've got them getting the victory and going six and zero.
0: All right, six and zero. Oh, I got them five and one. And just to go back on Mike Campbell, I believe in Mike Campbell so much. I think he's one of the top two or three coaches in the Big Twelve. Um, that's the type of job and motivation he's done with that Iowa State program. And up there, it's it's just never an easy win. I just know my playing days going back there, it was always a tough, tough place to play up in Ames, Iowa um, for years and years. So that takes us to TCU. Now, a lot of people are bullish about Sonny Dykes coming over to TCU with, with a very optimistic approach about this team finishing in the upper echelon of the Big 12. Uh, we do have to go on the road there down to Dallas. Um, this is a, it's another trap game that can go either way. It's a coin flip, but I'm going to get the Wildcats once again with a close game, maybe less than three points, but pull it out over TCU on the road. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um,
1: to me, it's just with with Gary Patterson, you always knew what you were going to get with TCU. They're going to you know, run the ball, control the clock, play strong defense, basically.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you, know? you knew that with um, Patterson. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but now um, I, don't, I don't know what Sonny Dykes is going to do going in there with the existing roster that, that he has to work with. Um, so, again, since it's an unknown, I don't know – what TCU is exactly going to bring to the table? There's some talent there, but uh, I think K State should go in there and take care of business, and I have the Cats winning and going seven and zero.
0: So you got us going seven and zero. If we're at seven and zero at this point, we're probably ranked somewhere in the top twenty right now. I still got us at six and one, and then that brings us to a home game after two road games against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a trendy pick for a lot of pundits to win the Big 12. Uh, They were a uh, tennis shoe away or a spike away from getting there last year against Baylor in the Big 12 championship. Uh, They do return their quarterback. It seems like Sanders has been playing for about eight years in college. But he is coming back. That's what yeah. I
1: was wondering when I when I heard it's coming back. I didn't Maybe know he when graduated yet. Yeah, <laughs> when his eligibility
0: is over, Joe. But it's is this guy? He's not the greatest quarterback, but he's got a lot of experience. But here's where I I think the Cats will be able to get Oklahoma State. We always played them well. Uh, it's time for climbing to get off the snide against Oklahoma State. Uh, he's not been able to beat them. But I do think the loss of their defensive coordinator to Ohio State is gonna be a big, tremendous factor for Oklahoma State. I don't think people value that as much as it as they should. And I think we'll win the close one at home against Oklahoma State over the over um over the Cowboys. All right,
1: this is another one we disagree on. Um I uh, I have K State losing this one. Okay, uh, for their first loss. Um, I just think you know Chris Kleiman, like you mentioned, he hasn't beat Mike Gundy yet.
0: He has not uh, until beat you Gundy. Do
1: it. I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not up until he does it. So uh, you mentioned Spencer Sanders. He's back uh, in Oklahoma State. They just seem to be able to pull it out um, every year again every time against K State. And, uh, you know, they're expected to have a pretty good season again this year. Um, And, I don't know, it's just in the back of my head. Until you do it, I don't believe it. (laughs) No,
0: and I'm with with you. So, we just agree on the two Oklahomans. You got us going into Norman and winning. And um, you got us losing at home against Oklahoma State. And I understand he needs to get off the snide. But it's time for him to beat Oklahoma State if he's going to be able to make the next step. But that leads us yeah, going. you're
1: exactly right.
0: At 100%. But so we're yep. both on the same page. We just got different L's for the Wildcats coming into, as we start beginning the month of November, we're 7-1 for the Wildcats uh, with Texas at home. Uh you know, we we lost that game last year against Texas at Texas. That was one of the most disappointing losses for the Cats last year. I know a lot of people have high expectations for Texas. They have high expectations because of the quarterback and what they bring in. But but Sark has just not proved it to me yet that he's a great head coach. I think he's a dynamic offensive coordinator. I think Bijan Robinson is probably a tremendous running back, one of the best in the country. He's going to be a pro. He's going to be a fit. They got a great receiver with Xavier, the young freshman last year. He's a sophomore. But I think at home, we would take care of business against the University of Texas. All
1: right. Well, I have Texas meeting us.
0: Okay. So, okay. Um, I...
1: I don't know. Texas just has so much talent. Um, and if Robinson, you know, our defense hasn't stopped them obviously um, in order to win that game. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a good feeling about the uh, the Texas game. So I marked it down as a loss. I could see K-State winning it definitely because of the uh, the reasons you mentioned. Um, and but I, I just, you know, I have the Cats 9 at 3. I don't think they're going to be much better than that. And the losses have come somewhere. But <laughs> when I look right. at the schedule, I thought, this, this one's probably
0: one of the losses. Well, uh, me and you are pretty so much on the same one. page. I'm between 9 and 3 and 10 and 2. I'm going to make my decision here on these next couple games. But... Uh, The Texas one is one that um, I I think for a home game and for the psyche, we need to win. We let one go last year, and I think them guys will be fired up about getting that done. Then we go on the road to Baylor, which is a, you know, had a tremendous season last year. I was at the game when K-State played Baylor at home last year. Um, nip and talk for a while but you can tell that Baylor was at a different level I just think around the coach and staff what they've been able to do recruiting wise Baylor would be too much for us going down there to Waco uh, so I got the cats losing at Baylor gets us to eight and two
1: yeah I agree with you there this is the this is the only really sure loss I I see on the schedule. I mean, I don't really see a way K-State goes in there and beats Baylor in Waco. Um, obviously, as the season progresses, my opinion may change on that. But right. as of right now, I just, I just don't see it happening.
0: No, it's a tough one. It's always tough. You know, even the year we won the Big 12 championship, uh, with with Klein, we you know we were, we had an opportunity to do something special of what a special season, and went down there and lost to a Baylor team that wasn't even at the level where I think they're at now. It's just something about going down to Waco late in the season has not been a good recipe for the Kansas State Wildcats. Right. Now this takes us to the next game um, at West Virginia. And this is the difference where I think Kansas State is going to go ten and two because we got two losses. We're eight and two with me, and you're eight and two as well. Well, you now you got three losses already. Uh, yeah, I'm seven three. I'm worried about this West Virginia team at West Virginia. So but, I am too. <laughs> but the difference is, I think West Virginia has a very difficult non-conference schedule. I think Brown is going to struggle a little bit the early part of the season. And I think by this time, this team is going to be a little bit deflated. Kansas State is still going to be, in my opinion, fighting for an outside chance to make the Big 12 championship. So I think they're going to play hard, uh, get a very hard, tough victory against West Virginia, pull it off, and get ourselves to... Uh, nine and two for me going into KU.
1: Yeah, I've got the Cats winning at West Virginia. Um, If it goes the way I predicted, they'll be coming up for three straight losses to Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor. Right. Um, And, you know, late in the season, those losing streaks can snowball. (laughs) So that's another thing that scares me about it get three tough games in a row, and then you go at West Virginia.
0: That's a tough uh, stretch.
1: Yeah, it is a tough stretch. But I have a win of the game. I think it will be close. But, you know, I, I have K-State winning that and going 8-3 uh, in my opinion. All
0: right, and then we got the Sunflower Showdown to close things out against KU, which I think will be a much improved KU team. Um, They're going to show some progress. I got KU winning at least three to four games this year, so they may double their win total from last year. Uh, I think the game will be a little bit closer than it's been in years past, but I think at home, Kansas State, with all the rivalry and, and the pageantry, will be too much for KU and still get the W. But a more spirited game, closer game.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be closer than it has been in the past, but I think K State still takes care of business here and gets the victory.
0: Bet the mortgage. Yeah, bet the mortgage. <laughs> so, Joe, you got us going nine and three. Um, that that would probably put us somewhere in the neighborhood of um, second or third. Probably about third in the Big Twelve. I got us going ten and two with an outside shot. Uh, potentially playing in the Big 12 championship game. I think where me and you differ is, uh, you know, particularly that stretch of Texas, I mean, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor. And and traditionally with Kleiman's team, he has shown those patterns where he loses three in a row or four in a row. Then they come back and win five in a row. And, and I'm being a little bit more optimistic this year that we're going to break that cycle um, this year and the losses have kind of come a little bit more intermittent. I was torn between us being nine and three and 10 and two. But I think anything less than eight wins, Joe, would be a tremendous disappointment for this team that's coming back for Kansas State.
1: Oh, I definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, and we don't know with <laughs> new quarterback Adrian Martinez if he if he turns over the ball like he did at Nebraska, then all bets are off on any of these predictions. You know, you, you're <laughs> we're right. kind of banking on that that Colin Klein is gonna, you know, call the right plays, and that you know they're gonna utilize. You know, he's got Deuce Vaughn as a weapon. He's got some pretty good receivers. And he didn't really have that at Nebraska. Uh, so. But still, the, the turnover issue is still a question mark with me. If he doesn't turn the ball over and, you know, they, the offense is dynamic, you know, the sky's the limit for this team, I think. But we just don't know yet, and we won't know for a while.
0: Now, and just to echo with you, you know, before we close things out, we'll talk about a little bit of South Dakota this week. Um. everybody know Martinez is going to be the wild card for Kansas State. A, number one, when you go back and look at some of Martinez's game, I looked at probably the majority of his games in his junior and senior year. The one thing I do like about Martinez is that the moment is not going to be too big for him, Joe. He's played at Penn State. He's played at the Horseshoe our Ohio State. He's played against Michigan. He's been in all at Wisconsin. He's been in some very hostile environments. So he's not going. The moment it's not going to be too big. But I think the difference at Nebraska was Adrian Martinez was asked to do a lot of things on that team. He was the leading rusher a lot of times. He was trying to make plays that 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 were. Superman-type plays to where I think with Kleiman and Klein, what they're going to try to do with Martinez is say, look, you got Deuce Vaughn. He should get us somewhere between 100 and 150 yards rushing. You got Knowles out there. You got Brooks. You got Wheeler, who's a very underrated tight end that we can utilize. Be a distributor. You're going to have to make a couple plays here and there. But we're not going to rely on this season for you to win every game for us. It may come one game where you have to do that or two against the big boys. But for the most part, if you just take care of the ball, don't play scared, play loose. But you're not going to have to do it because we shouldn't be in those um, second and 20 type situations or third and 18 type situations.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I think he will be better as far as, you know, the turnovers go. And, you know, that's a real good point about how he's played in some of the biggest venues around. And I don't know if you've heard him on any of the uh, media interviews he's done. He's, you know, very, very mature, well spoken, and intel- intelligent. Um, you know, he's just impressed me in those interviews. So um, I, I think he's going to be a great fit, um, and I think he's going to be successful here.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be, and, and a lot of people think that that I'm crazy uh, when, when I say this. I, I think the young man has the possibility to kind of reinvent his career in K-State. A lot of people didn't think um, – uh, you know, our quarterback from last year who just made the roster uh, with the Miami Dolphins, our young man, you know, Xavier was not going to be a pro because of all the injuries and things he had. But we saw it at K-State. We knew what he can do. I, I think this guy mm-hmm. is, is, has the opportunity, Martinez, as to do something special. Uh, because he's mature and he's went through a lot of adversity.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there.
0: Yeah. Well, any final thoughts you got for uh, South Dakota as we open up at a six p.m. start in the bill this Saturday? Uh, you know,
1: we already talked about Adrian Martinez. I mean, I. I- You know, I'm looking forward to watching him, you know, hoping he doesn't turn the ball over and runs the offense efficiently. And I'm also going to be looking at the backup running backs. Um, That's a big question mark for me, too, on the team this year. Right. Uh, Climate said, you know, DJ Giddens and um, Anthony Frias are going to back him up. And Climate sounds pretty, you know, comfortable with those guys as backup running backs, but You know, I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, You know, I I really like Arcadia Wright and um, Joe Irvin, as backups. Uh, It's kind of sad to see both of them transfer out. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the backup running backs and what they can do. Um, Looking forward to watching the defense. You know, hopefully they can uh, shut down South Dakota, you know, uh, Hopefully Felix, you know, shows up and does his thing and you know, they I don't think, you know, they should uh they should hold South South Dakota, I think, to about ten points as far as the starting defense goes, in my opinion. If they're everything they're cracked up to be <laughs> this year. Um so I'm kinda looking for the defense to play well. And then the offensive play calling with Colin Klein. Um I'm interested to you know, see what uh, what plays he calls for the offense and um, the improvement over what Courtney Messingham brought to the table. You know, three runs and a punt. You know, hopefully I right. don't see stuff like that. Um, and I'm just interested, you know, what kind of common sense play calling, which we didn't have with Courtney Messingham. You know, it's a question like, why is he calling that in this situation? Um, and I'm sure, you know, Colin Klein's going to have his growing pains. Um, he's going to kind of learn the ropes as he goes. So I'm not going to be too critical on that, but I'm more of, you know, interested to see uh, how the offensive play calling is better than it was in previous few years, you know.
0: Well, you're right about that. My my biggest things I'm looking at from the defensive standpoint, I want to look at the safety position, what, what Savage and Josh Hayes is going to bring to the defense. Yep. Um, yep. There there, there have been mixed reviews, but I think there have been tempered reviews. I think those guys are going to play better than, than what we know. That's a position that's not as experienced. We had to bring in some transfers, and we got some young guys in that spot. But I'm interested to see how they respond. And then I'm interested to see the next step that Daniel Green is going to take. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the country. Uh, he's a ferocious hitter who tackles well and has very good instincts to the ball. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see him take the next step. And then also I want to see what the remaining, that other linebacker position is going to do. Uh, we got Austin Moore is going to play there. I'm a little bit worried about that. I know Honus from Nebraska, the transfer, is injured. Uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. And then again, just like you said with Felix, will Felix get off the gate, get a few stats, couple sacks early in the season against a subpar South Dakota team to kind of create a special season that I think he can have as well? From the offensive standpoint, uh, I can't agree with you more. I'm interested to see what the backup running back situation is going to look like, how they're going to work the rotation with Deuce, I'm sure this, this game is not going to give us the best indication until we get into a little bit better competition. But it should be interesting to see what's the snap count with Deuce would be. You know, is it 25? And I say snaps, not always runs, but sometimes in a slot, yeah. sometimes a reverse, sometime in the screen game. How many touches is he going to get? I want to see how Colin Klein is going to manage that. And then I'm looking for a breakout season for Knowles. He has teased us with his uh, abilities. He has teased us with his speed, what he can do. But he needs to become a more consistent route runner and a guy that catches the football consistent and makes the tough catches. I'm interested to see if
1: he
0: he can be a go-to receiver for us he's going to make the difference for me if we can get to that 10 and two Mark. So those are some of the key elements that I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on Knowles. I mean, I've, I've waited for him to do his thing or to take the next step for a couple of years. Now you you see the, you see what he has, you see the tools that he has, you know, and you know, he can be even so much better than he is right now. Um, And hopefully, yeah, this will be a breakout season for him.
0: Well, Joe, it's been a pleasure, brother. We had some little – as we get this first one out of the gate, we'll continue to get crisper and crisper. But I appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you over in Manhattan uh, the next couple weeks as as the Cats get things going. And uh, go Wildcats.
1: Yes, sir. Go Wildcats. Thanks, Reggie.
0: Thanks, buddy we